0: Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Sumawang. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so that they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Utham Reddy from Rackspace join us. Utham, I would love for you to introduce yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience.
1: Hi, my name is Utham Reddy. I'm the Vice President of Global Sales Enablement and Strategy at Rackspace Technologies. I joined last August and previously uh, I've had a wide range of roles at large and small companies, private and public. And coming on board, it's been an exciting time at Rackspace to see it grow.
0: Absolutely. Utham, I'm so excited that you're you joining us. And again, as you mentioned, you come with a wide breadth of experience across teams um, building the business, including revenue operations and sales operations. How would you say that that experience in particular and those types of operational type roles influence your approach as an enablement leader?
1: No, thank you for that, Shauna. Those experiences shaped and molded my thinking of what enablement needs to do and what it means to the company, having a laser-like focus on business outcomes of coaching up our people. And if I had to put one word on it, it would be relevance, right? Business relevance for enablement. Enablement isn't just about training, what it used to be. Enablement is just that it's truly making our customer-facing rackers, whether it's customer success or client executives, making them successful. And the, the roles that I had previous to Rackspace, running the business and owning a p and and being a chief operating officer, uh, help inform business relevance to everything that we do.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, given your experience as an operations leader and a member of the C-suite, what advice would you have for sales enablement practitioners in, in how to build alignment with their executive leaders to maximize the impact of their efforts?
1: Again, awesome question. I start with the end in mind. So I do it, my approach is really cascade. So I start with the company goals. Rackspace wants to become X, Y, and Z. What are my stated goals? And I work backwards to what is the overall strategy for the company from our CEO in our executive leadership team? And then underneath that, hey, what what role does enablement play to align with these things? So it's having the alignment all the way from the company goals all the way down to our frontline racker. And doing the stakeholder management and making sure that everything that we're doing informs you know, the thing above it. And as long as those things are in full alignment, we're going to be successful.
0: Absolutely. Now, on that note, in a recent panel discussion, you shared your best practices on measuring sales enablement outcomes. In your opinion, what are some of the core metrics that listeners should be tracking in order to make sure that they're demonstrating business impact?
1: Oh, again, I love this question because back to relevance and business impact, the things that we look at and I report to quarterly with our board of directors specifically is really, are we effectively attracting the right talent into sales and are we onboarding them successfully and are we ramping them productively? So what does that mean? We're looking at everything on a quarterly basis around everything from time to first sale. Uh, as well as average deal size, time to second sale, average pipeline created. And so these are applied outcomes of everything we're, we're reinforcing in enablement. And so again, tying back to it, am I helping a racker that's customer facing carrying a quota? Am I making them successful quickly? And so we maniacally measure this stuff. We do 90-day check-ins. We do 180-day check-ins with not only the sales manager, but the individual themselves. And so we're always continuously improving, continuously learning, close to feedback on the effectiveness of our enablement programs.
0: I love that. I think that's fantastic. Now I'm hearing from a lot of sales enablement practitioners that a lot of their organizations are coming to them understanding, you know, what is it that enablement can do? What are the initiatives enablement can do to help our organization kind of protect and preserve our you know the positive elements of our culture particularly you know in the past years everything shifted to virtual so I wanted to ask you a question just as a bit of a follow-on to that around you know from your perspective you know what are the things or initiatives that enablement can put in place to help organizations both preserve positive culture as well as to potentially even enhance it amongst revenue teams
1: no, that's a terrific question. It's like, and it's hard. I'll tell you, with uh, fifteen months of COVID and remote work, sellers that are used to being in front of customers physically and having to adapt to virtual, and and being able to had that sales and winning culture, customer face culture without actually physically meeting someone has been a challenge, I'll tell you. And Rackspace is a, you know, the culture here is very customer obsessed and they're very interpersonal. Everyone's used to being in the headquarters or traveling and being in front of customers. And it was a very strong adjustment for the enablement team to get creative around virtual and keeping connected with sellers because uh, maintaining that, that sense of Teamwork and camaraderie while still engaging people productively in Zoom was definitely something that we had to work on. And uh, some of the things that we did on our side was we tried to make it more fun, especially since everyone was working from home. Uh, we added some elements of gamification and, you know, Prizes and, you know, points for, you know, completing different things and different tasks within our enablement program. So we try to add some fun factor into it just to, you know, keep people smiling, keep people focused, keep people on task around what we were doing for enablement.
0: That's fantastic. Now you did talk about the transition, right? And I think virtual enablement really was a Uh, an uncharted territory for many sales enablement practitioners. And you recently spoke about how your team at Rackspace dealt with all the unprecedented events from last year and really came out on top. How have you approached this transition? And what aspects of virtual enablement do you see being a continued practice as we return to sort of maybe in person or, or maybe a combined hybrid environment?
1: What I would tell you that we learned at Rackspace, it, it started, uh, again, before my arrival at the company last year, but taking a three-week in-person at the headquarters sales onboarding program and making it 100% virtual was a talk about pressure to go deliver something in a challenging environment. Uh, I don't think we'll ever go back to 100% you know, in person anymore. Uh, There's definitely elements of it that can be done between pre-work, some of it virtual, some of it in person. The human touch is very, very important. It'll never fully go away. It's part of embedding and uh, assimilating people into our culture as they join the company is an important piece. But uh, guess what? We learned a lot about making things interactive, making things fun, making things live. We would do a lot of preparation with subject matter experts that were delivering our modules. We built out 150 different uh, unique learning modules for our for our program last year virtually. You know there were four distinct learning paths by role, uh, and I'll tell you we didn't miss a beat because we made it as we try to simulate as much of the ver- the physical class as we could and try to make it that way. We had break rooms, breakout rooms. We had break times. Uh, we made it. We made it feel as much as we could as the as the real class.
0: That's amazing. I love that. In that same talk, you know, you used a phrase that, you know, I think is, is common, but I'd love to hear the context behind it. You mentioned diamonds are created under pressure. Can you explain what this meant to you in terms of sales enablement and how that mindset sets your team up for success?
1: Yes. For us, failure was not an option. So there was a tremendous amount of pressure from the business. Last year was a watershed event for Rackspace. Uh, We were re-emerging from being privately held, private equity backed, back into the public markets. Going public was a major milestone for us. So we had this pressure of the company wants to IPO in August. COVID hit. We need to continue training. We were aggressively hiring a lot of salespeople last year. So we're hiring at a fast clip lots and lots of people who have never been to our headquarters, who need to assimilate and learn to sell the rack way, if you will. That's our concentrated selling methodology in the company. And so these are tremendous amounts of pressure. So when I say diamonds get created under pressure, coming out of all of these constraints and external pressures, we created a really an award-winning sales enablement program. You know, in fact, we were awarded a Stevie, a 2021 Stevie for a global sales enablement program of the year as a, uh, we were a bronze winner this year. And uh, so it was good external validation, good internal validation, good feedback from our actual records that have been through the program. And if we just did this without the pressure of the external factors, I don't know if we would have gotten there.
0: Well, congratulations on the award. Very well deserved. And thank you again so much for the time today.
1: Awesome. Thank you.
0: To our audience, thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.